0: valentine's day it's a a wonderful time of year or an awfully horribly depressing time of year for many of us either maybe you love the holiday and you are filled with love and you're filled with the promise of love because you're in a new relationship or you're full of hope for the future and a potential new relationship Maybe you don't care much about the holiday. Maybe you think it's kind of a bullshit consumeristic holiday, you know, invented to extract money from you. Who knows? Wherever you are at with it, here we are. I, me, I want to explore the idea of what real love is. I'm going to do it through the lens of money and finance because that is um, a lot of the work that I do is and a lot of the thoughts that i think about is through that is, is 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 through that prism or through that lens what is real love and what is real love when it comes to money it's estimated that we americans are going to spend about 26 billion dollars this valentine's day could be more could be less and that's going to be spent on stuff stuff like chocolate lingerie, flowers, going out to dinner. Valentine's for your kids at school, which I know that uh, that's certainly something that my family is engaging in, which is a sweet, nice thing, obviously. Uh, So $26 billion comes out to about $200 a piece for most Americans. Is that money that is well spent? And the Grinch who stole Christmas in me the grumpy guy who isn't that excited about valentine's day in me says that if you look at the numbers and the statistics if the majority of americans are unable to come up with 500 dollars in cash in case of an emergency we should be really should we really be spending 200 bucks on valentine's day wah, wah, wah. probably not but we are that's just kind of what it is and then you look at other drivers of long-term wealth or the opposite the drivers of destruction of long-term wealth there are things that prohibit us prohibit us from pursuing long-term wealth you look at credit cards credit card debt and during the pandemic because of whatever the term is the government sending us money credit card debt went down personal savings went up well that's no longer going on so guess what Personal savings going down, credit card debt going up. So we've got this sort of an unfortunate and uh destructive inverse relationship. And I'm well documented on my feelings about debt, particularly credit card debt. I think it's bad. And I think that you should think it's bad too. But that's just sort of the uh the state of play when it comes to America and Valentine's Day. We're spending a lot of money on on stuff and Again, I hope it's a wonderful day for you, and I hope that you are getting everything that you want out of your relationships, and that they're happy, and that they're filled with love, and all the experiences that you have are absolutely wonderful. I started uh, my career selling life insurance in 2001, and I had the benefit of being able to learn from and work with people who had done it for a really really long time kind of the old timers um who were some of my mentors and they had all these wonderful sayings and uh one of them was that life insurance a life insurance policy is the greatest love letter ever written i remember hearing that i'm like oh that's kind of cheesy Then you think about it, you're like, oh, yeah, you know what? That really is the greatest love letter ever written. If something happens to me, I want you to be taken care of. And I'm not just writing it out. I'm actually putting money there. And I'm going through the exercise of going to a life insurance company and applying for the coverage and putting the coverage in force, paying the premium. Even though there's a very low chance, the likelihood of me dying before I'm supposed to is very low, but recognizing the consequences, should I die, or I'm supposed to, be catastrophic, and would make the life of my loved ones, the people that I left behind, very, very difficult. And because I love you, I am doing this. So, I think that a close second is making myself financially secure and working to position myself and my family so that we are financially secure doing the things that it takes and making the sacrifices that it takes to get there. I think that is uh, a pure and true and honest expression of, of love towards me, myself as an individual and, and my closest loved ones, And, 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 and my community as well. So I'd like to think about it like that. Um, Valentine's day is great. It's all awesome. Chocolate's great. Everybody likes chocolate. That's probably not true. Lots of people like chocolate going out for dinner, but have I really, am I really expressing my love to my loved ones? Am I really showing my love to my loved ones through my behaviors and the things that I'm doing? So I want to keep exploring that and kind of going deeper on that. <clears throat> My grandfather was uh, a member of our greatest generation, and he was born on a farm in South Dakota, and he was born on a farm in South Dakota during the Dust Bowl. It was a really terrible time. If you're not familiar with the Dust Bowl, it was during the Great Depression, and he just couldn't get anything to grow. So tough to be a farmer. In South Dakota during the Dust Bowl and the Great Depression, and the resilience of these human beings to be able to make that happen, to be able to to eke out a living and 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 survive. And then when he turned eighteen years old, oh well, guess what? He got drafted. Like literally, on when he was eighteen years old, he got drafted to go fight for our country and the humanity in World War II. So he went and did that. And he came back and used um, used the GI Bill to start a business, and then he got recalled to fight once again the United States Army during the Korean conflict, the Korean War. Went and fought again, and he came back, and then he went to work with uh, with with a life insurance company, and ended up having a great thirty year career. Um, with, um, with, with a really great life insurance company. And so he was very, uh, he was very, he was one of those old timers who had a great saying and a great, great thoughts around, um, around financial stuff, particularly, obviously life insurance, but he would say, I can remember vividly saying, I can tell if you're going to be financially successful or not, if you're going to be good with money or not. And the answer or the question is, can you save money? yes or no. If you could save money, probably going to be financially successful. If you can't, you're just not. So I think that that is a, a great question that we need to be asking ourselves. I encourage you to be asking yourself that. And as you take that common sense wisdom, which is as true today as it's ever been, and it's a truism that's just you know, it, it's stretched across time and generations and will be true into the future as well. There's this great book called The Millionaire Next Door. And I think that there are a lot of people who are wasting their time and their energy consuming material and content on, you know, what does it take to be a millionaire? Invest like, or I'm sorry, what does it take to be a billionaire? Invest like a billionaire, activities of billionaires. And that's all fine and well, but I think we'd all be better served to take our cues from millionaires and to adopt the activities, and mindset, and activities, and um, and habits of of people who are millionaires. Because you know what, I I, you're certainly capable of becoming a billionaire, but in order to become a billionaire, you have to become a millionaire. It's probably not necessarily true. Probably the most common path, though. Is for you to focus on number one, getting out of debt. Number two, you know, just starting beneficial habits, starting to save money, becoming a millionaire, becoming a multi millionaire, and then you're really positioned to become a billionaire. Long story short, uh, the really wonderful book, um, The Millionaire Next Door, they really broke down and tried to figure out what those drivers are. What are those activities? And one of the key takeaways to people who actually were able to become millionaires is that they were good savers, just like my grandpa was talking about. So that they had developed a habit and the mechanism, whatever you want to call it, they saved at least 15% of all the money that they earned. So there you go. The opposite, people that were unable to save money or unable to reach millionaire status, really financial freedom. They were all highly, ed- a lot of them were highly educated people, but they just burned all their money. They spent it all on lifestyle. So. Um, I think that that is obviously the opposite. You can either save money or you're unable to save money. And that's going to long-term determine whether or not you are going to be financially successful or not. So love is a lot of things. Love is it's giving people and speaking in our love languages. It's understanding how I like to receive love, how I'd like to... um, be given love if it's through acts of kindness or acts of service or kind words. If you've not read the Love Language book, it's a really great book. It's valuable and important to have a better understanding of how you yourself like to receive affection and love and how the people that you love also uh, enjoy receiving that. So, you know, kind of optimize and get better at that. So, love is a lot of things, but love, I think, is honesty. Love is honesty. The more honest we can be with one another, that's our romantic partners, our children, our parents, our friends, our business partners, people that we have relationships with. Love is honesty. Love is accountability. Love is is holding people to the standard that they want to be held to. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. But finally, love is shared values. That's really where I wanted to get with this. Love is knowing what your values are. And I think that it's certainly possible to be in love with and love people that have different values than you are. But over the long term, to in an ideal world, uh, you will share the values with those people that that you love. You will have shared values common objectives and goals with the people that, that you love. So obviously way deeper than giving somebody some chocolates or taking them up for dinner or giving them a card. It's being honest with them, it's holding yourself and them accountable and it is sharing values. And now I want to get to the fundamental sort of the heart of what I wanted to talk about today. And it's this, would you rather appear to be wealthy or would you rather be wealthy? If we talk a lot about values, I know I think I'd talk a lot about values, but when it comes to money, this is one of the big ones right there. What do you value more being wealthy or looking wealthy? I want you to think, spend time thinking about that. Let that sink in. Where are you at with that? I have to imagine the majority of us, if we're really being honest would rather be wealthy than appear to be wealthy. It's very, very human for us to want to play pretend, to want to put our best foot forward, to want to appear to be, appear to have our acts together, appear to be successful, appear to just be successful, appear to, you know, have money. But we're not serving anybody. Lying to ourselves, playing dress up, playing pretend, that doesn't get us anywhere. In fact, what it does is it prevents us from actually pursuing and actually doing the things that we need to do to be wealthy. Money has time value. There's opportunity cost to money. So when I'm spending way too much money on my car, I'm spending way too much money on my house and I'm doing these things because I want to appear to be wealthy, well, by the very nature of that, I'm cutting off my nose to spite my face because for every dollar that I spend in one place, I am saying no, and I'm not spending it on a place where I should be spending it. If I'm not saving 15% of the money that I'm bringing in, which very few of us are, well, that means that, I mean, and, and, and this is more a conversation. Well, no, it's a conversation for everybody. It's a conversation that everybody needs to be paying attention to. And we need to be honest with ourselves. And I'm not perfect at this at all. I spent the majority of my 20s just trying to appear to be wealthy. And I imagine that there are plenty of places where I am showing up and pretending to be something that... Pretending to put a a, a better... Trying to position myself in a better way than I really am in other aspects of my life. So this is not me. I'm not trying to finger wave. I'm not trying to... um Whatever. I think you understand what I'm trying to say. Just really, the more we can take that hard look in the mirror and saying, What 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 am I doing here? What is really important to me? Is it more important for me to look wealthy, or is it more important to me to actually doing to be doing the things that will actually get me wealthy one day? So not easy. Sounds easy, does hard. Not a game of perfect. It's all these things. I mean, nobody's immune to it. We're all many of us are on social media and we want to be be presenting ourselves in that happy light, in that in, in that good light so that so that we look good. We appreciate that. How we position ourselves the world is a really, really important thing. But going back to that love is honest thing, I don't want to be BSing myself. I certainly don't want to BS my loved ones. And when I am making choices, that are going to more towards, I want to look wealthy versus be wealthy. Well, I'm not serving anybody. So you are, we are, all of us are worthy. We're worthy of having the lives that we want, but in service of that, or to to get to the lives that we want, we need to do uncomfortable things. We need to do hard things. We need to make sacrifices. Personal finance requires sacrifice it requires tough decisions and we can't do everything that we want to do right now. So we need to make good choices about things. There's no right or wrong. So it's just trade-offs. So making sure that, that you are living as close to your values as you possibly can. And if your value is I actually want to be wealthy, well, then it's not, then you need to be doing some of those tough things. So You are certainly capable of these things. I think that if you're able to have a smartphone and download a podcast app and then listen to a podcast, you're capable of most anything. You're certainly capable of doing hard things. I just know that you are. And um, I think that you're obligated to do it. I think that once we know, once we're aware, okay, I've got choices to make. I could choose to do this or I could choose to do that. I think it's an obligation to yourself. I think it's an obligation to your loved ones, to your family, to be making as good decisions as we possibly can. So happy Valentine's Day. Friendly reminder to do your part by doing your best.